Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages, we are back with another episode of the Sushio Boys podcast. I'm Ahan the Shogun, but let me get the fuck about the way. Y'all know who I be. I'm just here so I don't get fined. But I'm here with two of the motherfucking greatest on planet Earth. First and foremost, let me introduce the voluptuous Miss Vavani. <laughs> you have too much fun saying that. <laughs> I do. I do. I feel like uh, the count off of Sesame Street. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds <laughs> like. Uh, Two. Uh, uh. <laughs> Three, Bad <bitch>. Bunny. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Hey guys, it's Bunny, aka Buns and Guns, Bitcoin Bunny, Ish Bunny, Bad Bunny. You know, just kicking it. Put the bunny back in the box. Hey, bunny in the building. Y'all don't even understand how excited I am. You know what I'm saying? Because they're, man, this episode is going to be so fun. (laughs) But before I get into it, Miss Bunny, thank you for joining us. And without further ado, now that we have introduced the voluptuous. We have the richest nigga in the southeast. Motherfucking my cousin, my family. The greatest hunter on the south side of the United States. On the East Continental Continental. Mr. Sloan Kettering. Cuzzo, how are you, sir? It's the big homie Sloan Kettering, Sky Daddy's favorite. Mr. L what R what X O, and I'm also the Lord of the Sugarfoots. You fucking know it. You know, and I'm still Mr. L one R what X O, and I'm about that jab. If you play Madden with Vic on the cover, then my people, you already understand. Touchdown! Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, I'm excited for y'all. I appreciate y'all. We out here, DJ Horns. Let me one time. <laughs> Yeah. Our babysitter is the best hype man ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, what what's, what's goody, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, it's been a, a good day. Really busy, but I'm good. How y'all feeling? I'm good, too. I'm chilling. Oh. I got home today and my roommate was getting faded. I'm watching a Disney movie and she's like, hey, come get faded with me. We watched that new movie, the Red, what is it called? Uh, Red Panda. Red Panda. Yeah. Yo. Super (laughs) cute. Super (laughs) cute movie. Yo, there's so many people that are on my timeline mad about Red Panda and the fact that they have to talk about periods. (laughs) Oh, God. With 
their daughters when they're not ready. Like, you're never going to be ready. Let's be honest. Never. Never. It's going to happen. Wait, what was the controversy behind that? Because, like, I told someone I was watching it, and they're like, oh, there's so much controversy behind that movie. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it and then, you know, make my whatever judgment on it and then i watched it and i was like oh it's super cute movie like it's totally like just what happens when you Disney movies always have this weird effect (laughs) where something and it probably is elaborating on something else that happens within life but maybe you're not a ready or accustomed to it but you have to confront it in some way shape or form like earlier than you expect so then you go, oh, okay, well, this is a really cool kids movie, but when you watch it as an adult, you're like, yo, this is, yo, what the fuck? Oh, oh God, like, Bambi. That's how I learned about yo. that. Like, opening scenes, pow, Bambi mama never come back. Dog, that fucking fucked my life up. I think I might still be fucked up from that shit, dog. I don't think I'm ever going to recover. Like, two things, like, that Mufasa's death and my mama not giving me that motherfucking G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip that I asked for in 89 when during that Christmas and I asked for that shit for my birthday and I never got that shit. You know what? I'm calm down, dog, because I'm still a little agitated by that. You know, you know what? I'm gonna call my mama and complain about that as soon as this pod over. I better get that. Have you ever out. told her about that? Hell no, she should just know. Mothers know. <laughs> Ain't that what them motherfuckers say? Mothers know. It's a mother's intuition. No, it's called you nosy and you can only care about the shit you want to hear. But she gonna hear about this motherfucking G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. I don't know. I'm not a mother, so I can't comment on that. But I don't know. I guess if the correlation is to like getting your womanhood or getting your period of that movie, I guess I can see why people are irritated, but I mean, it's just how it is in culture. Your oh, mom's no, always going to be in your business, especially if you're a girl. Like, your mom's going to be super overbearing. If you, anybody of color, your mama going to be in your business regardless. Uh, if you white, some of them white mama's worse. Right. Because some of them white mamas don't care. Honey, did you suck his dick? You know, that's what they like. Suck his dick. Suck his dick. That ass, dog. Wow. Sir, what mamas uh, did you run across? And uh, for research purposes, are you still in contact? Hell yeah. All right, what's up, man? Let's talk off mic. Let's talk about (laughs) Those type of mothers are happily married. What that mean? That they don't want your skinny ass. Um, sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir. Sir. It's happily married. Nah. Now look, I ain't gonna nah. I ain't gonna direct you into it to, to the direction okay. of some happy homes that you You know destroyed. what? I don't want to do that. I don't want to But I know up. some apartments you can fuck up. <laughs> so if you want to fuck up some apartments. Yo, some condos. No, apartments. we ain't talking condos, dog. We talking Section Eight homes. No, sir. 
high class. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't act like some of these these high class stats ain't high class, bro. They get like 200,000 in link a year. So, and if y'all don't know what link is, it's like the Illinois version of EBT. So they get like 200,000 in link a year. They rent be $17 for the year. If you could just deal with like two or three baby daddies and like four or five kids, you cool. No, nigga, I'm not trying to fight niggas all day long, nigga. This is not Highlander. Bro, if you just shoot that nigga, you ain't got to fight him again. There can be only one, and he can yeah, take can a lot of bullets. his head off. That's what I'm supposed to do. Highlander taught me this. Is that like the odds out there? Like, that's how many kids they have? Look, that's, that's a lot of kids. That's like if you want one with, like, top dollar EVT, but if you want somebody with, like, medium EVT... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Top dollar EBT is hilarious. <laughs> you want yeah. someone with High fucking platinum? Right. Gold Yo, she a platinum member? Yo, like... I need a platinum member. <laughs> Look, there's some, it's some women that get like two grand and link a month or EBT a month. Let's just say food stamps. We all know what food stamps are. There's some of them young ladies that get that type of money. I want to say hello to you all. And if you're selling any, let me know. Mm -hmm. Because EBT is transferable in all states. And uh, I actually like to take my kids now because they come with their own EBT card. Oh, wow. They do. You know, that is that, uh, what's that, the economic relief card? Yeah, come on, kids. You can feed yourself. It's time you start pulling your own weight. Now daddy wants those 20 wings that you're not going to eat that you have to pay for. Oh, thank you, Joe. You're hilarious. Yeah, bro, you wild. Uh, No, I'm just teaching my kids at a young age not to float on daddy's dollar. Like, it's there. But don't try to coast on that shit. Use your own shit. That way you appreciate your shit more. But, you know, like, of course, I would love a sugar mama to pay for all my shit. But when you work for it, you earn it more, right? You appreciate it more, right? When you earn it, yes. Yeah, see? See? Imagine it's that... You learn the value of it when you earn something that you've been working hard for. Right. Like, see, see, Miss Vad Bunny would never know anything about this because she gets dick thrown at her. She don't have to work for it. Or this. Imagine, imagine if it's that one <laughs> piece of, that one piece that of thing that she liked and you was like, yo, I'm going to shoot my shot. And then, like, it clank off to the left and you, you get the rebound. You work your possession and you shoot again, and then you miss, yeah. and then you get the rebound again. But on that third try, you get it, and then you appreciate it more because you had to work hard to get it. Took you a minute to get them. That's uh, very putbacks. presumptuous of you. Oh wow, you get it on the first try. <laughs> you just get it on the first bucket. Right. Yo. That's not true. You out here hooping, hooping? Yeah. No. She bag him, bag Bunny out here hooping, hooping. Right. She get him. She's just like you. 
No, not you. The one behind you. The one behind you. Come Move. Come, come hither, boy. Let me, let me tantalize your soul. Tantalize your soul. Uh, she in the crystal. She be rubbing them. Uh, she be rubbing her quartzes all on dudes in the club. Like, oof. Yeah, in clubs. I haven't been in a club in a while. I was no, trying to me, go out this weekend. And let me find out. You nobody got wanted to go out, out. At the club. If you got she crystals was, out at the club in your pocket, should be rubbing it on and be like, "This is strong Pisces." Yo, she trying this to pick strong. up vibrations. You trying to pick up vibrations? <laughs> this, is, this is strong water sign right here. Yo, are you picking up vibrations off of niggas in the club? It with the crystals you in your pocket. I was a fire sign. Yeah, you got you got like particular crystals this in your one, pocket. This one feels real earthy. You got like you got a couple tigers eye and onyx in your right pocket, and then right. you got a quartz. I just wear them. I just wear them. They're on my neck. They're on my wrist. I just wear them. Uh, also, shout out to TMBD men uh, for hooking me up. If you haven't followed them. On IG, TMBD Men, uh, aka I Make That Shit. And we got all the gemstones. Don't matter what you're looking for, you can find it. Just let me know. Shoot us a DM and we will custom make too. Also, shout out to Big Fella Farms. Listen, we gonna, we gonna get all the plugs in this episode. While we are also going to do some things that we normally wouldn't say, and most people in podcasting don't do, but shout out to Big Fella Farms. For those of you out there that are looking for your recreational needs, don't call us. Don't do call not, us. Do we not will not us. give you shit. This is just for me. Yes, this is personal for personal, but if you would like us to show you the way of the Jedi, Boy, I hit some out of the uh, out of the uh, what's that? What's that? The top puff. Oh, so I got this. I got this uh, bomb contraption that you just attach to any water bottle. Oh, I seen that. You can hit a bomb from out of. You can hit a water bomb out of that shit. Look I was like that. Eye. That shit is wild. Bro, I'm <laughs> higher than fucking gas prices in California. <laughs> them bitches is high I am high as shit and I love that shit I forgot <laughs> I had it it was just sitting on the uh, balcony next to me and I looked down I was like why don't I just use this <laughs> what a great decision Sloan this, good for was, you, a, sir. this was a good idea yeah it was another ingenuous move by the doctor you know uh, appreciate you dr sloan appreciate you uh dr sloan is not here with us at the moment uh he is currently on vacation uh you think yeah, that sloan he Kettering, is taking they're, quite they're, a long vacation yeah they're uh, not the same person they sound the same license. but they are not the same no, we're we're not the same person. He's yeah, are, are you guys uh, uh, identical or fraternal twins? We came out of my mama. Oh, okay. I don't know which one you're using. See, he the smart one. You, I'm just the, <laughs> the smart one. Uh, do y'all look the same? 
or do y'all got uh, discrete differences? I mean, I guess we look the same because I don't know what my dad looked like. So Okay, so you're identical. All right, cool. So, Dr. I mean, Sloan. We, we identical to my mama. Oh, my God. I don't know my daddy, dog. Yo, listen here. This is Sucio Boys uh, podcast. What are we on? Episode 30? 30. 30. 30. We didn't even express that or announce that. It's your boy, A Hunt, number one Shogun. You already know the AKAs. <laughs> Bitch, I don't play. Payday with the AK. Uh, Master Bruce with the Bubble Goose. Dirt Reynolds. All that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Obi Wan Shinobi. Bitch, you don't know me. But you may or may not get a chance to blow me if you play your motherfucking cards right. Something one about liquor store in the Yucatan. Yeah, one punch man <laughs> next to the Yucatan liquor stand. If you was outside for the 9-9 in the 2000s in northern Kentucky, Cincinnati, really sorry, the tri-state area, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, not sorry. I may or may not have bagged your auntie. Or your grandma. Or, or your, mama. your mama. Yeah. I definitely got your older cousin. Yo. Your older sister definitely got bagged. Right. Twice. On accident. Did you say Pele <laughs> with the AK? Oh, Pele with the AK. Let that <laughs> whole bitch spray. Bitch, I don't play. You know what I'm saying? Man, I didn't even get the curator of combo. The 42 time petty weight champion of the world. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, y'all know what time it is. It's your boy. We got to pause this. Okay. We got to turn the volumes up because we about to introduce the world's greatest champion of all time. Mr. 42-time Randy Petty Weight Champion of the World, a.k.a. Petty Guerrero, the Petty Weight Champ. Don't play with me. I need everybody to step outside. It's page match in here. Okay, sorry. Oh, nigga. You are so dramatic. <laughs> oh, God damn. That should get funnier every single time. <laughs> You're so dramatic. Tonight. So how was your own weekend? <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, I got to kick it with my kiddos. Uh, my little girl wasn't feeling too hot. So she sat up on her daddy's arms the whole time. And my little yeah, boy she was, was mad about whatever French fry she had. No, that was a potato chip. And she uh, she likes flavor, but she's trying to figure it out. Um, so she just had to tell me all about it. And she told everybody <laughs> all about it and was hot. And I was like, well. If you didn't just warp on the chip and then you actually chewed it, it might help you. I don't give a fuck about none of that, Dad. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it, man. I hung out with the kiddos. We watched uh, a little bit of football. Uh, it, my son is, like, into soccer, right? But he's, like, he 
his attention span doesn't hold him. So he'll kind of stay there for about five to 10 minutes. And that's good for a four-year-old. But he's like, who do we want to win, Dad? Well, Bubby, uh, we're not watching Daddy's team, so we're just going to... The team that's winning looks great. So I'm, like, trying to introduce him and understand, like, the point system. So this team has this many points. You want this team to win, so you need them to get here. This is how they get their points. So uh, trying to explain that to a four-year-old was really fun. So that's where most of the practices come from for uh, the Shogun soccer sit-down. And with me. Also that. But I didn't want to say that. I, was, I no, just want to say that. I'll, I'll tell the <laughs> truth. I'll, I'll admit when I don't know something. And soccer, I actually football global, that I like mm-hmm. to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, football global. <laughs> is uh something that i don't know anything about but i'm learning and i was watching i couldn't tell you who the fuck was playing but i actually understood what the fuck was going on uh i think it was uh uh, la galaxy if i'm not mistaken because you sent me the video and just it didn't just look like 11 motherfuckers running up and down the field (laughs) right i actually understood what was going on you're like oh okay i get this and i was like like, try to figure out where the next pass is going and you went Bet. And I went, wait a minute. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. It's kind of like if I equated the basketball, it's like running the Princeton offense, like constant movement, and you want like a backdoor pick to score. You want easy possessions and shit like that. I was like, some of this shit is starting to make sense. And then if you're like, try to imagine where the next pass is going to be. I put it in football. It's like zone, zone coverages. You want to kick or throw into an empty zone to move to advance the ball. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I got it. Let's go. Let's go. Cuzzo, I see you. I got to give gunshots in the chat. Let's go. Put them up. Put them up. Put them up. Let's like, go. I'm out here. I see you. Shining, big dog. Now, wait until I get me a kit. And then y'all gonna see me at that, like, a Orlando City game. <laughs> and niggas gonna be like, oh, he was at a soccer game, but he wasn't watching soccer like normal people. Because I was oh, in the press box. Man, please, please understand that we might be at the F- any MLS game. We may or may not be overseas. We might be checking out. Arsenal, uh, Manchester United, Man City, all all the teams that are um, globally recognizable. Let's put it that way. You will see us in many different places. That's right? one thing I do want to do. I want to go to a soccer match in Europe. Oh, I don't goodness. care who play. Oh, it's so fun. Lit. It's, it, just look, it just look lit. It's so fun. I will tell you about the time I got hit by what felt what was in essence a European version of like a hot dog slash egg roll that was molting hot. And this motherfucker threw it because he thought we meaning me and my teammates were all English. And I went, yo, who the fuck threw that, bro? Fuck you, English. You fucking what? Like, bro, what? Uh, we're from Ohio, like the United States. 
and then he got cool real quick. Ended up smoking, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, it was the first spliff I ever smoked. It was inside of a soccer stadium watching a friendly between PSV and Fulham before Edwin Vandersar, who, long story less long, is like one of the most accomplished Dutch goalkeepers of all time, if not the greatest. And, uh, yeah, no. Still got the dude's number to this day with the plus sign and the extra numbers and all that fun, weird European shit for a phone number. Oh, still got his number to this day. All right. But you'll have a lot of fun. It was it was a great time. I will tell you, every single time that any of the players that were on our collegiate team, which is now since 20 years removed, right? Uh, we If we were smoking a spliff, all the Dutch fans that were the hooligans would stand up and hide us. Mm-hmm. So then anytime they would smoke, they would sit down. But anytime we would smoke, they would stand up and start cheering and shit. That's what's up. Oh, it was great. It was the greatest, most amazing time. Uh, shout out to my man, uh, D. Benedict. I won't say his first name. He knows who he is because he was up there. We was partying. We had a great time. Uh, R. Phillips. And C. Weddle. Y'all my man. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. Let's get to it, man. We were we were wait, talking wait, about some wait, wait, wait. We didn't ask Bonnie. Or we can't Oh. Miss Bonnie. I had a great weekend. It was fabulous. Right. She tweeted for those who don't oh, follow man. her. I mean, oh, if that, you if you don't follow the morning her. wake up. Oh my god. Oh hi Bonnie. <laughs> How did she... I say it, Sloan? Since that my morning, tweets have tone. That morning wake up. That, <laughs> Yo, no, I had a great weekend and I had a great morning wake up on and she, Saturday. And she went on some some spiritual hikes. Oh, I did go on a dope ass hike. So this hike was thank you, Sloan. I can always count on you for a recap. Um, so this hike, I like it's like probably like an hour hike like to and from so you walk like up this little mountain and then you get to the end and it's a waterfall which is the pictures that i posted and you just walk back but you have to like kind of go through some little steps and shit like that to get to the waterfall it's pretty cute it was dope i liked it (laughs) and then i hung out with family on sunday we fried some fish oh my god it was so fucking good I love fried fish. What kind of fish? I don't know. My best friend's dad brought it from Kelly. Uh, you know the Mexican fried fish? What is yeah. it? What is it called? I know black fried fish is catfish. or it, It's not catfish. I don't know what it's called. But anyways, like we fried it and it was super bomb. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> We find out you uh eating fried tempura. Right. Oh, fried tempura shrimp is fire. Oh, it's so good. I think that's what I'm gonna get tomorrow. Uh, get some sushi tomorrow. I was thinking about sushi anyway. Sorry, I'm I'm so hungry and fat. <laughs> Speaking of being hungry and fat, uh me and my old lady, we had our uh anniversary 
well, we've been celebrating. We're going to celebrate for as long as we fucking want to, but uh, we went to Tampa this weekend. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, uh, I went to this place called uh, uh Brazilian Steakhouse. Never been to a Brazilian Steakhouse. Guess what? This fat motherfucker will be back. <laughs> it's meat uh, courses, like eight meat courses, isn't it? Uh, Whoa, pause, bunny, relax. As, meat as you want but, courses. Uh, relax. relax, relax, y'all. Yo. There's a lot of meat. Pause. I was pause. putting all that hot meat. Pause. <laughs> Every time that man walked past with some hot meat, I was like, yo, give me some of that, dog. <laughs> and it wasn't like it was no, like you couldn't even tell the one. It wasn't like the woman was walking around with hot meat. She was walking around with them fire ass cheese rolls. But uh, all the dudes You're like, had to slap do. some meat on here. Right. Right. <laughs> Like, dude, just every time dude walked past with this fire's uh, meat, it was, uh, I want, it's not Kante, it was Pecant, uh, I don't know, Pecant, that shit was fire. I'm talking about melting your motherfucking mouth as soon, like, as soon as you close your mouth, it melted. What? Oh, that shit was so good, my nigga. And then, let me tell you how much of a boss my old lady is. She, like, we forget that, like, we live in North Florida, which is very, very racist. And, like, the further south you go, it's more of us. It's more brown people. So we feel more comfortable speaking Spanish and stuff like that. So she get to speak in Spanish to one of the, uh, the waiters and the manager walks by. And, uh that motherfucker rode out the green car, uh, whatever carpet you want to be called, colored. He rode that bitch out. He was like, oh, y'all speak Spanish? And after that, he was like, y'all want something else? I'm going to start sending, he started sending us all the best meat. What? Like, he was like, like, my nigga, don't send them no skirt steak, don't send them no chicken or pork, send them that fucking, that Wagyu beef shit. Oh, that shit, yeah. <laughs> that's one place where we will go, and I will say all the homo shit. Pause. <laughs> I will be like, put cram all the meat in my mouth right now. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I will yeah. wear a shirt that says "Hot Meat Only." Slap me on the face. Don't slap me in the face with no hot meat. Uh, that's that's ultra disrespectful. If you slap that hot meat on my plate, though, because that shit was like perfectly seared and crusted too. Ugh. Uh, yo, uh, y'all wild, bro. He's drooling over the meat. I sure was. Uh, <laughs> I was getting mad when that little dude was trying to bring me some chicken or some pork. I was like, hey, man, give me what y'all know for a nigga. Bring me that good meat. Don't bring me that little shit. Right. Don't, no, don't give me that little ass meat. Bring me that, give, bring me the thick one, nigga. I want that right. meat. Right. Send me that thick meat, nigga. Hey, yo. That medium thick meat. Boss. 
that sticky meat. <laughs> Not on behalf of Bunny, but pause on some. Send me that medium meat, dog. I like them chunky steaks. Yo, so you saying you like squishy? I don't know, nah, dog. Not squishy. I told you, bro. He likes them sticky. You can't call them squishies. You got to call them like slow to rise or something like that. You know, like when you grip, when you put your grip, your paws on the on the backside, and then you know, like some of them skinny girls, as soon as you take your hand off of it, that indentation go away. But you put that in that, as you call them, squishy. And as I like to deem them slow to rise, when you move your thumbs and your fingers, it take a little bit for that indentation to fill back in. So that's slow to rise meat. You know what I'm talking about over there? You know what I'm talking about? So I'm slow to rise when I say hello. All right. I wonder right. sometimes, like. But no, that place was fire, dog. And then they had these. Uh, my old lady was trying to get a uh, hold of these. Tenderized me. Oh yeah, that tender shit. You know that that's like that inner thigh meat. That tender meat. Oh anyway. my god, I hate it here so much. Falling off the bone. Oh, she wasn't no bone in that meat. That meat just came with me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they had this uh, pineapple. No, uh, it, was, it was grilled and seared with like cinnamon. Oh. The pineapple was? Yeah, girl. That sounds delicious. It was fucking amazing. And then, like, the uh, the manager had came back to us after he had sent us a god-awful amount of meat. And was like, is there anything else you all would like? And my old lady was like, can you send the pineapple man over here? And he was like, I'll do you one better. I'll send you the fresh pineapple man. Oh, them all came out and sliced some, some of them pineapple slices that was covered in that brown sugar. I was like, ooh, fuck my diabetes today. <laughs> that mm. shit was fire and year. You're like coma. Here I come. Hell yeah! I got home and went straight to sleep. ASAP. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm glad you had your fair share of meat. Fair share. Bunny. I had all the meat Bunny. I could take. Bunny. Yo, slow. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I was popping that meat in my mouth like Tic Tacs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much meat on my plate. I was like, yo, give me a second, big dog. <laughs> Bruh. I need a break. Meat. I need a break. My jaw. <laughs> no, so when, it's, when it's that tender meat, when it's that inner thigh meat, you ain't got to chew that much. It just, uh. it just melts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's work on your jaw. Oh, my God. You say the jaw? Right, the softer the meat, the less you have to chew it. Uh. <laughs> hey, uh, see, that's, you mad? You you mad because you still eating unflavored meat? Wait a minute, sir. Pause. Oh, he has the unseasoned. Yeah. No, I do not. Yo, if y'all don't get the fuck out of here, he like that pork meat. The other white meat. 
And then when so you go to, you know, when you go to the Brazilian steakhouse, pork ain't their specialty, so it'd be all dried out. I don't know. No, 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 no. I like steak. Mm, I like, sure I like, steak, I like other meats than chicken and pork. <laughs> Pause. You out, you out there with the steak tartare, bro. Nah, man. Don't don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. You like the steak tartare. You like no. Nah. First off. You like the pousse tartare. Nah. <laughs> I like the pousse aquafina. Oh, shit. If you like aquafina water, nigga, we're going to have to introduce you to a better water brand. Uh, uh, Sir, there are many. The pousse aqua, uh, the pousse vos. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> once, once they get to talk about, this pussy tastes like aquafina. I don't want none of that, man. <laughs> oh, cool gum metal and lead. I don't right. want no parts of that. Your pussy must taste like Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> Damn, you got that Flint, Michigan pussy. I can't pod with y'all oh, together. Oh, no, like, no, what no, are no, like, what do we have on the docket today? Like, we've been bullshitting for the past fucking 30 know, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about slow game meat all up in his mouth. And then y'all got the nerve to talk to me from the Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. Don't don't just just don't just say I no, have meat he, all in my mouth to, and don't say to throw the Brazilian just so you could think about uh a nice Brazilian uh young lady from the with Brazilian a rotund backside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. So, have y'all ever uh, had Reggie, Reggie weed? Yes. Yeah, we call that shit Huff out here, but we don't sell it at Big Fella Farms. We don't even grow it there. Not at all. But you, have, you ever gotten had... and like smoked with someone and they have Reggie? Yeah, when the shit dry as fuck and it looked like they literally cut it out the ground out their backyard. Dirt. <laughs> yeah, you might as well smoke dirt. That's close. You it's touch close. it and it crumbles. It's close. If no, but there's a difference between the crumble, right? Because there's like stuff that still stays like fluffy when you like break it down. And then there's other things that like it just disintegrates into dust particles. Yeah, that's what I meant by crumble. That don't really be huff though. That just mean they that's like super, super aged marijuana. Cause like, like if you do it right, you dry it properly and cure it properly, it literally should crumble and turn into dust. Hmm. Like, it's, they, you want your, it, that just means it's as dry as it can be. It's not a bad thing. You know me, I, I like to smoke weed, but if you got that Reggie, I mean Reggie is cool for like people like my grandma. Like, yeah, but Reggie <laughs> also doesn't it, like you. Also, have to take into account. I think a lot of people are more knowledgeable about what they're smoking, right? Because most of us now, uh, in today's age, have a lot more understanding of like THC content the impact or effect that it may have, whether you're smoking a sativa or indica or hybrid, um, or if you're ingesting it in a different way. So or if it does weed was properly cured and absolutely maintained. Like that's one thing that I did like about I, my own shit is that 
I know what's going into my shit and I know what's going into me. So I can pretty much control my high and get it to the level that I really want it to be with any strain that I grow. And I'm getting good at it. You know, week two of my floweration period of my gorilla glue is going quite well, you know. Speaking of Fry Daddy's favorite, you got an edible. I'm going to take a little bite of. Bro, I'm going to start learning how to uh, make edibles. That's how, you know, I'm learning how to make some butter. I got uh, all the uh, scraps from my my last, I mean, from my first grow. Like, all the little scraps and shit that didn't turn into, like, buds. I got in the freezer waiting to be turned into, uh, like glue, I mean, like butter and uh, and oil and shit like that. So, but I will crazy. say, I will say about certain edibles that I've eaten um, is based on like the content. So you can taste it based on the butter, which you were just speaking about, um, or the saturation, right? So, if you eat something and it doesn't have that like hint of THC flavor behind it, then the potency may not be there. Um, but I have come across a lot of people that are very understanding of like knowing how much saturation they put into it. Yeah, normally edibles don't really do shit to me, but my man's Lonnie, Uncle Lonnie, that nigga brought some shit back from Cali that made me sit down for a second. Like, hey, <laughs> Hey, Yo, Cali weed and edibles are fucking, they'll knock you out. I like to have uh, drinkables. Drinkables are, they'll, uh, they'll get me like those. a dope high. Like, I like the sativa drinkables because like, I get like a, like a coasting high, like a chilling high. Like, yeah, I got some, a good uh, vibe. some of that kiwi <laughs> strawberry uh, drinkable that you just put in your water. Fucked up all day just drinking. Man, yeah, it, it, it took you three hours to drink that water. You know, man, it's special water. You know, I gotta drink this slow. <laughs> I right. buy the lemonades or the tea, the tea bags. Mm. Those are hella bomb. Uh, mushy tea is really good too. Mm. Mushroom tea. First encounter I had with that was in Amsterdam on accident. Dog, I'm gonna tell y'all something that I didn't know existed. Uh, the place where we stayed was my old lady uh, friend crib. She has a electric teapot. That shit was fire. How's it work? With it? Tell us. Like it, you plug it in, like it's a fucking tea kettle. It's, it holds like two liters of water, and it's uh, on like a look like a fucking iPhone charging plate, and you just set it on there. And you put it on the temperature you want, and then hit start, and that motherfucker get up to that temperature in like three minutes. Then the beeping sound, and you can have your tea. Oh shit! Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna put put this shit on my uh, my gift registry. Big fella (laughs) farms tea. Yeah, man. You know, I still put refill on your list. Your gift list. Hell yeah. Yeah, I want one of those too. Well, I have another listening, baby. Give me one. I have another baby. It's gonna be all types of shit we need, not the baby. 
<laughs> what the fuck does baby need a wine rack for? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't ask Don't worry questions. About it. <laughs> just send it. Just send it. Just, That's just what send, you're supposed to do. Send the fucking money. It's hilarious. Oh Reggie, man, I can't. I can't deal with the Reggie. My grandma smoked Reggie. She, when I was home, she was like, "I can't smoke with y'all, baby. Y'all smoke all that shit with a funny name. I ain't doing that shit. Just give me some Reggie." I used to have a friend that all they had was Reggie. Oh, no, so terrible. Hey, why do niggas always be the ones that want to match a blunt too? Right. Be because they smoke. understand that everybody else is smoking on some quality stuff. Hey, bro, I'll come smoke with you. Nah, bro. Nah, nah. bro, that's a headache <laughs> in your hand. I don't like, want it. Like, I just smoke my own smoke. weed. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Right. How about and I'll, you hit, I'll hit my pen. Or like how about just... you just come sit over here and smoke with me? <laughs> your shit, and then they be getting shit. hella faded. Like, if I do tell them, like, hey, smoke with me, they're like, fuck. Right, and then it's like, pace yourself. You can't (laughs) smoke like you normally do, or you can't do what you think you normally would based on what you intake. Yeah, no, my weed intake is hella up there. I'm I'm pretty docile, I guess, when it comes to, like, marijuana in different formats. Uh, I'll, I'll smoke flour, and I know where my limit is, and I'm okay. And I'm like, in essence, if y'all were me, y'all in what you would normally smoke, you'd be fried, fried, because I still want to keep some sense of like control within like what I'm doing, but I also want to like just release anxiety. That's about it. Like you smoking cocaine? Uh, (laughs) No, sir. (laughs) That is marijuana. When you are ADHD, right, then you got to have a seat. You got to chill out. But I don't want to do, like, any unnatural, like, drugs to calm. So I know that a sativa works better for me versus an indica. So if I need to go to sleep, I'll probably smoke an indica, i.e. in the couch, Hence, anybody that has not smoked or is trying to figure out what strand you need to figure out to smoke, then you should understand like what the receptions normally are going to be. Based on your genetic makeup, it's going to be different, right? Because you can smoke an indica and you might be upright, alert, all that shit. Um, but you can smoke a sativa and it could do, have the exact opposite effect of what it normally would on most people yeah that's why you need to go on leafy.com and type in them funny ass names and they actually have your effects and how it should make you feel and what 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 do they have to go on leafy l-e-a-f-y dot com (laughs) they tell you exactly what you smoking this is a plug (laughs) this this is a plug make sure y'all pay us uh, all uh funds payable to Sucio Boys Podcast uh on Cash App. Cha-ching. I thought you said Wi-Fi, and that's how us Hispanics say Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. 
So I thought you were being like sarcastic. Well, you got to connect to something, don't you? <laughs> He's like, go to weefy.com. No, leafy. I'm sorry. I got these big ass lips sometimes. I don't enunciate properly. properly so leafy. L-E-A-F-Y dot com. I don't enunciate properly either. So. Took me a while to learn how to enunciate. I was living my stereotype. It's funny that you say that because we have a lot of stereotypes and sometimes we exploit our own stereotypes in our own movies. And I'm okay with it at times. Look at the segues. Listen, put the gunshot. Bunny, good segue. I gotta give you support. Thank you. you. But Sloan. Yes, Why sir. do you support these stereotypes? Sorry, you know, I, I support like which people. one? Give me an example. Yes, I please. Use, as as I as I like to tell you all, I use my big black niggerness to my advantage at mm. all times, especially when I'm not wearing my glasses. Because when I look wearing my contacts, I am not the most like uh, approachable looking person there is i i do that for my own benefit because a i don't want to fucking talk to you people and b i don't want to fucking talk to you people so i'll just use all that shit my like my big blackness to my advantage i'll scald my face up and make it look like i'm having a mean shitty day when i'm actually in my head just singing making my way downtown you know (laughs) You know, I gotta give you that impression. Like, don't fuck up my vibe. That's like, I'm like a nigga that have his earbuds in that don't be listening to shit. They just don't want you to fuck with it. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't really know like what my stereotype was until I moved to Arizona. <laughs> that was a real eye opener. <laughs> was it because? When you're a mister in the midst of your stereotype, you don't see the stereotype. I don't. You know, I grew I grew up in a predominantly Hispanic community, so like I was surrounded by what I was, I guess. And then I moved here, and it was like I was fulfilling every stereotype. <laughs> Did you? Would you move in from an urban setting like that to a suburban setting or like white setting like that? Did you find yourself wanting to be more immersed in white people or learning about white people? No, I um, found myself being very um, grounded in my roots and wanting to remain in that. So I was being very stubborn. Like, I'm not going to change who I am just because of my environment. I get this it. This is who I am. And I was very, like, proud of, like, where I came from and what I've been through and stuff like that. But, like, I never wanted to adapt to it. I never wanted to learn about it. It was more of a anger type thing for me. I don't know, because when I moved from Chicago to Champaign, Illinois, the, like, 
I didn't want to hang out with black kids because I, well, let's not say I didn't want to. I didn't like try to get cool with black kids because I knew what like all black kids was like. It's, like y'all like me, I understand that. I wanted to see how like white people grew up. Cause like when you grow up in the inner city, you don't really see too many white people outside of like your teachers or the police or the fucking librarian or like the fire department or shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Or paramedics, you don't, or the white people on TV. You don't really get to converse with those people outside of your like demographic. But then when you move to a college town or a smaller town. You get to, you get to see the, you get to be around the diversity that you hear about. You know what I'm saying? So I was more into like learning about white people. Then I went through and learned about my Asian friend, more about my Asian friends. And I didn't know it was different subsets of Asians. You know what I'm saying? You got your low Asians, you got your, Japanese, your Chinese, your North Korean, South Korean, your, Phil, uh, your Filipinos and stuff like I didn't, I was, I just thought they was just all Chinese. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, I guess I can um, relate to that into like me trying to understand the black culture, I guess you can say. Because yeah. this is in Arizona is where I was more, um, I wouldn't say exposed because that's not the right word. Uh, I was more accessible to the black culture because growing up in East L.A., um, Hispanics and black people do not get along. It was more of a like, oh, you shouldn't be, you know, hanging out with them, especially if you're Hispanic, like your family would have an issue if you brought somebody home that was black. So I was not able to have a relationship with somebody of the uh, of being a black person um, comfortably as I would here in Arizona. Cause I was like more like the cultures are more um, intertwined because it's kind of like a melting pot. Like a lot of people moved here from different places because it was like so inexpensive. It was very cheap. It was like coming up, they were building new places, new houses, new communities and stuff like that. So it was kind of like a melting pot. So I guess I was more accessible to that here. But when I first moved here, I gravitated instantly to like what was recognizable to me, what was um, normal to me. Um, which was, you know, Hispanic people. Like those were like my first friends was Hispanic people. But then I would hang out with black people and that was the extent of it. I didn't really have very many white friends. Like I wasn't interested in that culture. And my mom, and I think like when you were talking about it, Sloan, I think the reason for that is because my mom um, was a housekeeper. She used to clean like, people's houses in like um you know Laguna Beach um Palisades like all those places like she 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 would uh like Lou Ferrigno she cleaned his house <laughs> you Ooh, know well, so shout like out to the Hulk. The original Hulk. 
<laughs> yeah, the original Hulk. Um, you know, like my mom like would clean these people's houses. So like I would be around these people because sometimes I didn't have a sitter or something. So I would have to go with my mom. And it was always like a the relationship that I had with white people. It was always like a respectful relationship, like, oh, hello, you know, like excuse me, like, you know, like fucking know your place type of vibe. So I was never like really interested in it. I was more like fucking hate these people like <laughs> type of vibes. So I think that's why I wasn't like very interested in it. Yeah, I was interested in it because like I didn't like I said I didn't know anybody and like anybody of another race or culture outside of being black and then outside of my limited interaction with like uh the Mexicans or like my love Puerto Rican friends from Humboldt Park and shit like that. But, like have limited interaction. And then when you do have interaction you're reminded that like, oh man, we're not supposed to like each other. This, this and that. And then I'm like, dog, I think it's all devised that way because if blacks and browns really did get along and actually use each other properly and come together and like unite, that's one thing that like white people would be terrified of. Like here, uh, like like I said, I live in Gainesville, Florida, and they have a black house, the uh, Institute of Black Culture, and they have a, a, a spot right next door called the uh, Hispanic, basically the Hispanic uh, Institute of Hispanic Culture, uh, and they call it uh, La Casita, but they have it right next to each other, and they show they share a courtyard when they in actuality in building these spaces a few years ago if they would have came together they could have got an auditorium that connected both spaces that they could use at the same like they didn't have to go to like the student union and use room a or some shit like that for like they step show they could do their step show in their own fucking building and people didn't they didn't understand that they was just like no we want our own separate spaces and i was like dog you still have your separate space you just have a connected auditorium that you can all use and i'm like like i don't think y'all understand that it's strength in numbers well i think like, most minorities actually need to connect in a way that actually helps them right but more often than not it's an end of individualistic idea which you can equate to anything like it could be business it could be a professional setting it could be whatever right but you have individuals that will look at things a certain way and they think that they only need to adhere to the things that are required for them right um versus like we could have, like, let's say between the three of us, I could be a, a completely different culture other than, you know, what I identify as, which is either black, native, or in between. Um, but at the same time, you could have a bunny who is, you know, Hispanic, 
but there's a culture that's very broad and you could be black. But at the same time, too, we're all trying to get our own independent thing versus looking at like, hey, we're minorities. Maybe we could do strength in numbers like you had said, Sloan, and we can actually collaborate on something that could procure more funding for all of these different groups. And we can, you know, deviate all of this stuff evenly. But everybody's trying to go get their own thing. So why I say this is equated to like business or whatever, you will have some people that just are trying to do their own shit. And I had a conversation with somebody and they they didn't necessarily argue, but it was like, why the fuck would I do that if I'm trying to build my own shit? Well, it's going to take you longer to do what you want on your own versus being able to share the idea with other people that can help you get closer to your your concept or dream in a much quicker fashion. Right? So I, I do agree. I think like those multicultural, multi-purpose buildings could get a lot of support if you had Hispanic, Asian, and African-American or black um, that all came together and tried to procure some type of place that maybe they can have their own individual areas, but collectively they all are able to use that same auditorium. And then I don't, I don't think that sometimes that these kids understand, or these young people understand that uh, some people fit into both spaces, you know, the mm. Afro, they might be Afro Latinx or, you know, or Afro Cuban or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? They fit into both spaces and they would like access to both spaces. Like I actually wanted to work in uh, the, La Casita so I could get my Spanish together stronger. You know what I'm saying? I thought if I was immersed in the culture and like not having to rely on speaking English every day, like having to speak Spanish. And I knew that if I told those students that, hey, I'm trying to learn Spanish, could you talk, could you speak to me in Spanish more? They would do it. And it could just, just be easier. And well, some of those students would love to do it because they, they see themselves helping an old nigga out. <laughs> right. But the thing like is that you're, you're, you're trying to be active in their culture, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, respectfully active. Yeah. And that's the thing that I have to give kudos to Bunny, right? Because a lot of times when we, we tried to do the network, um or at least like appendages of the network the idea the the mindset was that we want to be that uh culturally diverse and by that that means that it's including other cultures so when you have someone like bunny that comes from a latin background or hispanic background and now you're technically a part of like black culture in some way shape or form well you also have a lot in a huge part to play in it because really if we're coming or or just conceptualizing this based on hip-hop there are a lot of people in hispanic culture that had a deep impact within hip-hop culture 
You see what I'm saying? Because you've got graffiti artists, you've got breakdancers, you've got DJs, you've got MCs. So all of those parts and appendages of what we would consider our culture, and we're not even talking sports, we're not talking, uh, you know, economic, we're not, we're not talking any of that stuff. If we just go based on just a simple principle of hip hop, there are so many different people that are involved in hip hop, even though, yes, it does aspire and come from, you know, the ideas of reporting black culture or culture in the hood or whatever the case may be. There's still a lot of people that are participating that are outside of what we would consider the norm of the culture. And we have to appreciate them. We have to open the doors to them because a lot of times and really at the end of the day, if if anybody black is, you know, trying to omit anybody else that wants to be involved, then you have to take a look and be like, well, you're no better than anybody white. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? I don't know what it's like now in between the Spanish culture and the black community, because um, I haven't really been surrounded by anything other than positivity to intertwine the two. So I don't know really how it is now, but I definitely do um, know how it was when I was growing up and, you know, the the progress that needed to be made. Um, I, I just always, like my dad was always such an advocate of the Black community. Like he was never one to compare our minority to what the Black community has gone through. He was always like, you know what? you got to respect everything that the black community has been through um, because they've been through so much in their own country. So like my dad always instilled that respect in me. Um, but my point to all that is like, I don't know what it's like now, but like for me personally, it's always been that way of like, if we can contribute and intertwine and kind of grow together just like what Sloan said, like we could be like a lot more powerful. Everybody rather do it on their own. The egos. True. There's a lot of people that are. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy is the same person I was having this conversation with. Uh, she and I both um, were talking. And we we're like, everybody's playing in first player mode, right? They're playing a video game whatever that game is, and it could be a, an RPG, role-playing game. Everybody's role-playing. Everybody thinks that they play a role. They actually then find out within the video game that they play a different role. What they're trying to do is to make it to the game's end, complete all the missions, complete all the side missions. If they get a chance to get to those side missions, because there's a bunch more that you can get to, um, which can then become passions. But like everybody's playing first player mode. Most people don't even understand conceptually. You make more progress if you play in a co-op. But 
I think that unravels a lot. Like my mind's like fucking like just going like because that unravels like, okay, yeah, you can you can play in a co-op, but you also need to make sure that there's balance there. Like there's not, you know, someone carrying more weight than the other. So like it unravels a whole bunch of other shit. But yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I completely agree. I also think that like for you to expect somebody to execute on the same level as you, but you don't execute then that's not going to work, right? So if you hold yourself accountable, you do everything at 110%, right? Or 150, whatever, you go above and beyond. And if that person doesn't hold their weight, you understand what you need to delegate or what you need to do in that situation. You need to cut ties with the person that's not enhancing or adding value to what you're doing. But if you expect you to make it based on somebody else working harder than you, they should make it. Like, I wish you could step out from that ledge, my friend. You could cut ties <laughs> with all the lies that, you that you've been, been living in. in. And if and you do, but not believe in me, me again, again, I, I would understand. understand. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That was my shit. Listen. We went like on a deep stoner dive. Right yeah, there. we did. And <laughs> we got trippy vibes in the background on, <laughs> that, you know, we didn't even anticipate was going to happen. Chef's kiss emoji. You know what I'm saying? Chef's kiss. Um, but that was a really good conversation because I think a lot of times, like, people are, don't have these honest conversations with each other, right? And as much as we sit here and we're like, hey, we're going to pod, we're going to have conversations about topics that we may or may not have had a chance to, like, really go in depth on, but now we can. At the same time, too, there's a lot of motherfuckers that really don't have an open conversation with each other on their day to day. Like you're not listening to a podcast. You are interacting with people and most of your interactions only exist on surface level. So you don't know who you're around. You don't know who you interact with. And then you get surprised by the fact that something that they do out of character based on the scope that you've only gone so far to really try to understand. You're like, oh man, I thought that dude was a great guy. I didn't know he was going to fucking chainsaw massacre his whole family. But, right? Bunny, if I can get that one more time, please surface (laughs) surface because there are a lot of folks that interact and go through life based on surface interactions and you say that's your homie that's your dude that's your ace that's your girl this that and the third but really at the end of the day guess what happens that motherfucker you have no idea who that is but that's your homie air quotes they cool but then when they do something super fucked up or foul guess what you do you push yourself as far away from them as humanly possible because 
you don't want them to disrupt your brand. And as much as I said this earlier, I said this earlier. Yeah, it's all right. I said this earlier, but it was like your brand is you. You are your brand. You represent yourself. Anybody that talks about your brand should speak in a way that your brand carries weight regardless whether or not you are there or present in the conversation more often than not you're not going to be present dog i hit the james harden step back on y'all niggas real quick if i feel like this situation me step back real quick that's just me But you ain't wrong though. Y'all can't, y'all can't see the smile off my pearly whites. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you're really not wrong. That's true. Nah, no, I I uh I be doing the same thing too. I eject myself off the situation if it's not worth my energy. Like I already got too much shit going on to just be like subjecting myself to shit that is not worth it. So right, you ain't got to subscribe to other people's bullshit yeah so if i if the only thing i have control over is myself so in any circumstances where that type of energy is given to me and i don't want to be receptive of it i just like remove myself from the situation well last question that i may ask you both what can you do to quote unquote protect your brand or at least allow for some understanding to maybe someone that could be detrimental to association so family friends it could be whatever i want y'all to be open and honest about as many points as you want to make because you can have somebody that wants to associate with you, right? But at the same time, too, you understand that it's not feasible. Yeah, I don't think some people understand that. Uh, you know how I like to say everybody can't go. And I don't think people understand that. I mean... Just for instance, like this journey that I'm currently on, like motherfuckers who were uh, not adding value to this journey. You know what I'm saying? Like going back to school is not the easiest thing to fucking do and it's not the easiest thing to do at my big ass age. So it's <laughs> so, like people who don't understand it, like, like I don't need your negativity or your or you putting your limitations on me. You know what I'm saying? Like at that point, I just need you to shut the fuck up and just be my nick and just like, hey bro, do your shit. Hey, I'm proud of you. Just even if you're not, like, I don't think certain people know how to be fans of your people and not getting anything out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 
like some people just don't know how to be proud of you doing your shit genuinely without it somehow benefiting them. Mm. But when it benefits them in some sort of manner, that's when they like holler at you or that's so you think that's when they become active that's pretty much when most people man they only active in your shit when it is beneficial to them or when they gonna get some shine off that light you know what i'm saying like you know sometimes people's only taste of success is the bite they take out of yours so mm, he preaching preaching mm-hmm. like it's like well fuck it, if i wasn't standing here what would you still get the same shine and recognition my guy you are potting sir so uh bunny i'm gonna pose this question to you have you ever been in a situation uh, which I would assume that you may have, but I would like to hear your perspective uh, where someone has maybe tried to take credit or at least tried to assume credit based off of the work that you've done. Second question would be, how do you protect yourself away from someone like that? Because I, I I think we got a really good understanding of Sloan's perspective on that but i i would like to also hear from you too yeah no i wanted to answer the the first question um the how do you protect your brand um for me it's just basically uh being genuine like being genuine to your character and your core values and beliefs like you can't control anything that anyone's gonna go out there and say about you or about your brand because everything is based off off of perception and people already carry their own judgment so like whatever they think it's based off of you know whatever they um have perceived and have judged themselves based on whatever they've been through so everybody's gonna have their own opinion right so you can't please everybody but as long as you stay true to who you want to be and put out there then that's all that really matters because i mean you can't please everybody and if you don't have haters and you ain't doing shit right (laughs) but as far as um what was your other question as far as was it what was your other question uh well i i think what's more important is like how do you protect your brand one number two how do you keep those two people how do you keep those people away from you yeah there you go how do you keep those people that like well i mean like if you don't want that around you then you don't invite it around you right and if you like i think especially when you're um like I said, like when people try to take credit, that that's what it was. When people try to take credit for something that you've already done or try to create or you did like the work, it, this can be in a professional environment. Like for me, I always speak up. I'm I, like, you're never going to walk over me. Like that's just 
what I do. I speak up. Um, there's nobody that's going to have my back like I have my back. Like, that's just it. I bust my ass for what I do. I am a hard worker. I fucking put my all into something that I am invested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if people try to take that away from me, I'm always going to speak up for that. But as far as protecting myself from that, it's just like if I already see that there's something bad coming out of it or if the relationship isn't, you know, um, productive, then I just kind of separate myself from that. I just distance myself from that. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a completely like, oh, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to talk to you. I just don't engage in, in very much. It's just like your energy it's not matching my energy, so I'm not going to invest in it. But you know what? I think it's interesting because I think uh, everybody's been inside for probably about a year and a half to maybe two years with the pandemic. Um, simultaneously, you've had people that have understood or tried to expand themselves in different ways outside of what they know from a nine to five. Um, when you continue then you have like collaborative ideas where people now understand that the internet makes the world very small even though it's a big like solid water rock that's floating in space in some type of star line (laughs) on some particular part of the universe in essence that's the milky way right right so when you have these conversations with people you do i i think you guys are really in tune with understanding of like self number one number two you understand like vibes frequencies all those things keywords phrases that help you you know get the crystals out cuz oh big crystal energy big crystal (laughs) energy they don't lie bunny where is the moon water <laughs> you know what I'm it's saying? not a full moon yet we got a couple more days until the full, full moon and then i'll put my moon water. oh do y'all see that moon water. <laughs> stereotypes right in our own and yeah. no 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 at the top of that what was episode 21 moon, moon water. water y'all yeah. make sure y'all go listen to episode 21 of moon water of the sushi this is a double pocket. back. A lot of this was a double bag. The double back is real. We, we just deep back. dive because our, our babysitter likes to do um interviews with us. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Well, you know what? Don't get mad at me, y'all. I'm here participating, hanging out. But I like to ask y'all questions because y'all way more interesting than I am. Y'all know, y'all know what was funny to me when my brother came and Sloan was like, oh, so it's like he started doing the little... um Cholo talk, ASA. Hey, yo, Holmes, ASA. What up, fool? I was like, oh my god, that's what they think you talk like. <laughs> like, no, that's not him. <laughs> and we wouldn't even talk like that. Like our Spanish is not like that at all because we're from Central America. Okay, Holmes. So are you more Portuguese <laughs> or? Spanish. No, it's just the 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 Spanish is just because so people from Mexico and Central America speak Spanish differently and people from various places in Mexico speak differently. So like if you, you know, West 
of Mexico and east of Mexico speak differently. It's just um, the way that you, I guess, flow your words is just more different. And the slang is more different. Culo mames, way. <laughs> just like Puerto Ricans speak differently than Cubans. Oh, it's just interesting. The, the flow of it. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> uh, What's going was... on, Sloan? <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, we're out here just bugging out. We... Everybody's all uh, freaky seed and fry. Episode 30 of the Susio Boys podcast. We got one more for y'all. What's the last question? Right oh, or topic? Oh, oh, a poor K? Right Episode 30. Mm. Mm. Episodio 30. Listen, we're going to be on Univision uh, before long. Don't play with me. Telemundo. Oh, that too. We're going to be on Telemundo. I definitely want to get on Telemundo. Like when I was a kid, I understood nothing. You would just be watching the, the <laughs> yo. Telemundo. I would, I would watch the big chested women. I would Goal. The, Goal. whatever, whatever that game show was. Yes, oh, that was fantastic. Oh, love it, <laughs> love it, yo. That is the most the fire Spanish women on there. Yo, that is the most fire Spanish women I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> then I'm like, wait. So they all out here like that? But again, I'm watching Telemundo for the first time. I don't know. I live in uh, uh middle of fuck nowhere, Ohio, so Telemundo was fucking me up like porn was. Yo, Telemundo <laughs> was doing a whole bunch. Like, he was like, doing way too much. That was, I was looking at all the little Spanish girls. Money, go tell your cousins to chill out. Right. <laughs> I was looking at all the uh, Mexican girls and uh, Puerto Rican girls at my school. Like, oh, y'all gonna grow up and be some bad bitches. <laughs> I can't wait. It was like, cause like on TV, on like Telemundo, they had no ugly Spanish bitches at all. <laughs> you guys, I, I, I figured out when I hit fucking like puberty or I got like super cute after I came back from a vacation. So it was like on break, it was two months. And then I came back and then like all the guys were being friendly with me. Like, Hey, what's up? Like, how was your vacation? And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> titties came in what the fuck like why are they all talking to me all nicely like yo they got delivered on time hell yeah it's like you came back you went home (laughs) you went to uh seventh grade break like summer break little girl you came back in eighth grade a woman (laughs) 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 that's what they say that's what they say like oh my god I remember it was some girls like that in high school. I mean, in eighth grade, like, what, that summer, all, like, going in all through eighth grade, it was like, they was cute, but they have no shape to them. First day of ninth grade, I was like, God, <laughs> damn, shorty, what's your name? Yeah. You were like, damn, yeah, that, see, that happened to me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, 
And, and hit her with that you know, shorty swing my way. I figured it out. Oh man, you was getting danced with all at the eighth grade dance. Boy, I was talking about my eighth grade dance the other day with my old lady and how my mama embarrassed the fuck out of me. Like, I'll never get over that shit. <laughs> what happened? Man, nigga, like we had to dance. Uh, like the eighth grade dance is like real chill, nothing, nothing too tough. But it was in our cafeteria at our school, and at our cafeteria, our school was built in like the '40s, so like they didn't have the concept of like opening windows up and down. They either mm-hmm. went in or, or out. Like no, these this shit no, didn't they, did, they came in. This shit came in. So, like, my mom is, like, sticking her head through the window. Like, nah. she didn't, she didn't wait nah. through the window. Nah. <laughs> and I was, I was dancing with this girl, and, like, the girl I had a crush on, like, all eighth grade. And I'm dancing with her, and all of a sudden, I just hear my mom screaming my name. Slow. Slow. Turn this way so I can get a picture with you and that girl dancing. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, goddammit? Yeah, I was just like, oh, no. I don't know where that picture at. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. But we have it. And, like, that was the year. That was, like, the first. My, I think my mom was the reason why they stopped doing the school dance. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, the year, like, my eighth grade year, they used to do the graduation at like six. And then like the dance was from like 8.30 to probably 11. They stopped doing that shit quickly. <laughs> at the very next year, the, the fucking uh, graduation was at noon. <laughs> and it's been, excuse me. And it's been at noon ever since because of my motherfucking mother. That's funny. She said, slow, let me get a picture. Dog, she didn't say let me. She said, turn this way. (laughs) You hear me, nigga. Mr. DJ, move move out the way so I can get a picture of my son. That's it. Oh, shit. I lied to my mom one time. Told her that I was going to go to the movies with my best friend. And I was actually going on a date to like this little burger joint right by the house. And she popped up on me and said, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. And I was like, oh, my God, my mom's here. <laughs> like, I was shitty bricks. I just got up and left. But it was embarrassing because she was like, you fucking told me you were going to the movies with so-and-so. What the fuck are you doing here? Let's fucking go. So I and I, was, I told my best friend, I was like, please go, please go with me, please go with me. I don't want to get my ass beat. Now you're oh. doing some hootie patootie shit, wasn't you, Bunny? <laughs> yeah. I, don't think I was just OG trying to go on a date. You was hootie and patootie in. I don't think my OG gonna ever let me live down the day that I borrowed the van. No. Me, me and all my brothers went to the mall and we was just no. in, in the mall parking lot getting drunk. <laughs> Somebody called my mom. It was like y'all out in the parking lot of the mall getting drunk. I was like, "Well, we not drunk. <laughs> well, we are out in the middle of the mall. I ain't gonna lie. 
what I but was I'm drunk. But I'm not drunk. No, I'm not drunk. <laughs> Had I been drinking? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I had a nip. Nigga, I was, mind you, I was like four. Uh, I might have been like 16, 17. Damn. She was like, oh, you out here just drinking and driving? I'm like, well, shit. Uh, the liquor store shouldn't sell me liquor then. <laughs> well, you was a grown man at six. Shit. I told you. I told you. I told you I was beating out midgets when I was five. <laughs> Man, we that's about to canceled right off. That's actually a nigga that we need on the show. We need to interview my mom. Who? My mom. Oh. He's mom. So, I can, so she can tell y'all the truth. <laughs> like, yeah, he did beat up a midget. Mm-mm-mm. The truth. Why would you do that when you was five? I thought he was five. Oh no! I thought that nigga. I thought that nigga was a toddler too. Uh, so on the next docket, you. Uh, uh, if we can go to the next docket, please, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, Shout out to all the little people. I want one as a friend. I do too. <clears throat> God damn it. Shout out. Shout out, little people. That's fucked the last topic we had. I got a new one. Uh-oh. Oh, it's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's breaking do it. news. Breaking oh, news. Oh, here we go. I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> Would you date a midget? No. What? No, absolutely not. Why not, buddy? I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am shallow. Wow. Sorry. But what if his thing somebody. longer than his legs? Nope. I need somebody that's taller than me. I can't. I'm sorry. But what if that nigga got a dango leg? Nope. But you, but you only five two. Okay, be taller. So what than if he me. was four eleven? <laughs> Whoa, yeah. bunny, chill out. <laughs> Be taller than me. No, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Mm-mm-mm. She gonna get out a nigga that's five six so she can look into his ass. <laughs> and still beat his ass. <laughs> She's like, nah, nigga, if you five eight, five nine. <laughs> Why do you think I'm violent? Why do you think I'm violent? Because you are Mexican. I am not Mexican, sir. I'm sorry, El Salvadorian. See, I, <laughs> I group all y'all together. I'm so sorry. Look, you speak Spanish, so boom. I do speak Spanish. All of them that speak Spanish have a violent streak that they be trying to control. And the ones that really be trying to control it is the ones you've got to look out for. A.K.A. Bad Bunny. <laughs> you, nah, you putting, you putting too Bit, much. Bitcoin Bunny. Yo, you got a knife on you right now, bet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, didn't deny it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, that's a lie. You don't mess with no woman that speak a different language. Like the Russian chicks be violent, especially when they be going off that that Dmitri vodka or that Skol vodka. 
just don't push me over the edge and you will Yo, never have to experience that like that's funny it. shape right. her eyebrows with razor blades my nigga no i don't <laughs> i thought all women shape their eyebrows with razor no blades. no i, I mean they're very pristine they're she very gonna get pristine. her threaded you gonna get yours threaded nah man that there's definitely i wax some... them myself no nah, there's hey. no wax I wax them myself. Mm. Mm. I need to be like my old lady. She got that uh, micro blade. Shit fire. I did the micro blading um, facial. What? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. How you doing micro blading facial? They, they, they edge up all your face hair? Well, no. Okay, so like what they do is they draw blood and then they take the white cells from it and then they put it back on your face. But they like wait a minute, wait a minute. Man, so, what? So so basically they take the white stuff on your blood and skeet it in your face. Yeah, I've exactly. Had enough of this. I've had enough white people out here <laughs> sciences and ingenuity. Like if you really want a clear skin, just take it in the face. Yeah, I don't like no parts of what just happened. You know what I'm talking about? Look, you know how Kobe them was going to uh, Europe to get their knee spun, and you know to get them. Uh, what's the little things that's, uh, that's in, in like the symbiotic fluid and stuff? Like, like you know, like in the uh, the baby sack when a baby be born. Uh, the the stem cells. Yeah, the stem cells. You know how they go and get some stem cells put in your knee. And now you had the white blood cells injected into your face. Nigga got stem cells in his dick. You just let him skeet on your face. Boom. Clear skin. <laughs> you got stem cell research right there. Street. Yo, oh. funny story. Funny story. Yo, funny. Kid, funny. Funny. Funny story. I have funny. a funny story. Funny. <laughs> what is the funny story named next to skeet on face and stem cell research? Please help me understand. Where is the cognitive connection to this hey, write that down put that in the description that that uh that skeet is a steam cell research like, you know what? Out here. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna take a tv timeout person doctor is here and I'm, I'm interested in i'm interested in hearing about this story now oh okay so it's not even like <laughs> It's not even bad like that. It's just funny because like it just brought me back to that memory. So when I was younger, I had like really bad acne and and uh, my crush's mom, because she knew like we were crushing on each other. She like looked at us and she's like, y'all guys, this face would clear up real quick. Y'all just have sexual tension. <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, oh my God. Like little 15 year old me was like, what the fuck? Like, damn. <laughs> There's that I don't know. Like, I feel like at like 15. Well, I lost my virginity at 15. So like I guess it was sexual tension. And then after that, shit, my I ain't had no breakouts in my face for a long time. Yeah, no, I didn't lose my virginity till I was 19. So but it was just funny. Like <laughs> she was like, "Y'all just need fucking sex." That's just sexual frustration, hormone shit. Uh, they just didn't want to admit that you just had bad skin at that point in time. You need to wash your face a little bit more and look stronger. 
<laughs> stronger uh, cleaning solution agent. Like I tell you, like motherfucker, like I used to use some uh, uh what's that, Saint Eyes uh, apricot scrub. Yeah, that's what I used to. Fucking use my too. face up. I used to use that too. Now I even use uh, what's that? Uh, I used a little fancy. I ain't gonna say little fancy face wash. I like that. Mm-hmm, that one's good. I use um, Mara Mario Badescu. Or um, Tula. Tula's really, really good. Like, that's my favorite one to use right now. I use another expensive-ass white person one. It's in the bathroom. I forgot the name of it. But it's got its own. It's got its own little store and shit. Every time I walk past it in the Charlotte Mall, I'll be like, oh, I got to get some more of that shit. (laughs) I mean, not the Charlotte Mall, but the Charlotte Airport. Because I'm running out. But, But ever since we switched to this fancy... Well, my old lady switched to Fenty. I just be using her shit. I don't give a goddamn. I be using her face wash, her hair, uh, uh, her shampoo and conditioner. She be having that good shit, too. Nah, that pisses me off. I can't. It's like, nah, nah my shit's expensive. Don't be fucking using it. This show is. I be using it once a week, too, on Mm-mm. Tuesday. Tuesdays is my, either Monday or Tuesday is my hair washing day. You know what I'm saying? So I get that. No, it's just, I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's got some shit called no slip technology. Shit feel good in my hair. Make me feel like the bad bitch that I am on the inside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ow. 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 I got Ow. bad bitch masculine energy. Get that shit song. <laughs> <laughs> I seen somebody say that on Twitter uh, today. I was like, oh, I got to use that. That is mine for, for life now. You know, me and all my bad bitch masculine energy. All right. Well, I, I guess we've been all over the place today, guys. Thanks for walking with us. Well, we ain't been all over the place. We've just touched on a myriad of subjects. That we already said we would double back on it. This is double just like back. this is just like the double back episode where we just pick and choose the stuff that we said we would come back to and we never did. There's still some more stuff on this uh Yo, there's a lot list. more stuff. So there could be a possible double back, double back episode, aka we'll probably call that the James Harden double back step back. Double episode. dribble. Yeah, you know. You know. A double dribble. <laughs> Two steps to the back. One hop now, y'all. Repeat. Right. Free. Right foot, left stomp. Right. Hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. That was the best part because I get right behind the chick. Hands on the knees. Yeah. Bunny was going crazy. Meet on your buns. Meet on your buns. Yeah. How low can you go? Bunny, did you go crazy on the hands on your knees part? <laughs> no, I didn't. Man, quit playing. I used to do the Cupid Shuffle. Ooh, ooh. Ain't nobody fucking... Cupid Shuffle. Like, I was like a late bloomer, guys. Shit, I ain't care. I'll still try to put some meat on the chicken back to the Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> the Cupid Shuffle was fun. Yeah. It's like- like y'all act like y'all could be right on some buns doing the cupid shuffle shit. It's true. It's true. Right on them, yeah. Because that would happen. 
Yeah. Listen, electric. <laughs> y'all don't know about electric slide. Like I do, you, I do know. Well, were you trying to do something on the electric slide? Is the question, bro? Like, yeah, Ooh, niggas don't I mean, understand like... that the electric slide was about a woman playing with a vibrator. Mm. I've heard this before. I teach you the electric slide. I, I did. I did read that on Reddit. <laughs> Y'all can't see slow, but he's like... That just made me think of Carnival Cruise Line. You know what? You're right. It is about that. You I ain't even do the science, that. bro. It's electric. Boogie, oogie, oogie. <laughs> I ain't even... You can't see it. It's electric. It's electric. Oh, boogie, oogie, you know oogie. what? Not at that. Hey, I tell you what the motherfucker really about. They be using them electric panties on them vibrating panties on them bitches that should be the commercial music for you can't see it it's electric, electric. that's funny those ones that connect to bluetooth i want to get one Week. they seem like a, a vibe girl a, le- a legit vibe a vibe a, a vibe of electricity who's pushing the button bunny Oh, no. could be. <laughs> Me using my phone. Money <laughs> could be. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a you know it's a, a society where women are marrying themselves. So you know, marrying. Man, where would you be pushing the button? Is the question. Listen, I am uh, my virgin ears. Uh, women can women can <laughs> masturbate anywhere. And you wouldn't even know it. It's true. Very true. That's not a fucking lie at all. Um, I had a homegirl tell me she was like, she got her, she had she got her no-nos on pierced. And she was like, she was walking down the street and she had on jeans and no drawers, and that shit rubbed across like the the uh piercing rubbed across that tough part of the jean when she was walking. And sent her ass into a conniption fit. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a friend who got who had uh, her vagina pierced, and she her no no zone. She told me that it took her some time to like get used to it because of the sense sensation of it. You mm. can't feel it. It's electric. It's electric. Boogie boogie. Mm. Y'all just know when y'all see me at the club and I throw my hands up and I do my boogie oogie oogie dance. Uh, see, y'all can't see. The he threw his oogie. two fingers up <laughs> and put them in a, like a, a, a fingering motion. Wait, down. wait, wait, wait. That was an S shape. I guess the arm is in the S shape. Mm, 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 the hook. The hook. You gotta, you gotta grapple the cooch. Right, showing how well hung I am for a lesbian. And this has been Susie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a little long in the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is episode 30 of the Susie Boys podcast. Uh, I'm here with two of the greatest. And I'm just here just to babysit. 
Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you got to double back the topics, and sometimes, well, probably in the next episode with uh, of double backation, when we do another double backing episode, we'll talk about how you can always double back if you leave the door open. Ooh, so what you're saying is, right there, you can always go back and get your bitch. Yeah. I don't know if you can go back and get your bitch, but you can probably go back and get some of that coach. Oh, the door mm. is still open. Mm. Like, mm. you can mm. always mm. let me go ahead and grab my booklet, write right, that down. Let me, let me go ahead. I'm gonna leave the let me, door open. Let me, on the James Harden episode of the double back. All right, so <laughs> let, me, let me double back on the double back. Yeah. Oh, you're you're taking right? and then yeah. if you. And then you got an invisible after. ink. Hey, ma'am. Sir. Taking notes. Okay. Invisible ink. I am learning things and stuff. These with situations. Topics. Mm. Sucio mm. 101. In good terms. That's what we need to do. We need to start in the episodes with Sucio knowledge or some shit like that. Uh, knowledge dart somewhere. Allergy. Sousology, yeah. Sousology, Sousology 101. Well, let me write, write that down. Sousology, <laughs> write that down. Actually, that'll be the next episode, Sousology 101. Ooh. in good standing. So hopefully, hopefully I'm here back. for that. Sorry, y'all, they're taking notes over there. You know, we have to. I put my book in the way. Follow us on Sucio Boys. Is it podcast or pod? Sloan. Uh, uh, P-O-D. Boys Pod if you're, if you're, on Twitter. Looking, looking to follow us on Twitter. Uh, our, our, uh, our, our code name is uh, Sucio Boys Pod. And you can follow us at Sucio Boys Pod on Twitter. That is Sucio Boys S-C-L. I'm so sorry. S-U-C-I-O Boys B-O-Y-Z Pod P-O-D. And then you can follow me. Uh, that's on the Twitter and on the the IG, the, the, the gram, as the kids say. We do it for the gram as well. And then you can also follow me on Instagram, uh, Sloan Kettering 217. And you can also follow me on Twitter, uh, S underscore Kettering 217 as well. I, I, I am on Twitter 24-7. 365. I take no off days. You can always contact me. The doors <laughs> to the church is always open. And you can follow me, Bunny, at BBunnyRoo. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. Mm, 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 mm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the babysitter is uh, coming to the building. Um, hey, I'm here. Just wanted to let y'all know. That's right. 801 Shogun in the building with my peoples. Hey, my oh. hey, babysitter.
that nigga said in, in, in the movie, he was like, beast, seats. Beast went over there, he said, the show's road, beat it. I said, scram. <laughs> and then they got up. Niggas ran like, man, like some little bitches. Boy, if you don't get the fuck out of my way. Yo, I'm about to go watch. I'm about to go watch that movie. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Love the last drag. Oh, it's the greatest movie. Can you teach movie. me some moves? <laughs> like, his little brother was a fucking hater. Yo, the biggest. Damn, Leroy. You ain't your even own people. It be your own people. If the last dragon ain't teach you nothing, it be your own people. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I finally finally found a place. (laughs) Ah, no. Dirty boy. Let them know. I gotcha. Hey, and we going out on this. I don't give a fuck. Say something. Yeah. This like opens up all the thoughts inside. I want all the thoughts outside. Do something. Say something. Holler at me. 800 Shogun. You know what I'm saying? Follow me on IG. You know what I'm saying? A dot D Hunter Shogun. Whatever the fuck the goddamn acronym is. Uh, D Aaron Hunter. Uh, on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Holler at me. Jump in my DMs. Bitch, we can do something. Maybe not. Probably not. If it's business oriented, yeah, what's up? But if you send if you send pics, I may or may not accept it. That might be hey. <laughs> Shout out to all the late the rise chicks. Yo, Nikita the Chunkies and the squishies. Chunkies and the squishies. Chunkies and the squishies. Yo, all I'm saying is Nikita Lion, stop playing with me. I'm just trying to get one of them uh, split leg suplexes or whatever you did. I need that. You're trying to die by suplexes. I need it. Death by Snoo Snoo. Okay? <laughs> Nikita, he want to call you his the stink stink. I do. And she, I just want her to play with the nunchucks one time. Okay? Is that too much? Hey, it's a wild fetish. Yo, <laughs> I just wanted to play with the nunchucks one time. No, and by nunchucks, I mean this duck. <laughs> we, we knew the nunchucks. All right, God bless everybody. Good you night. You know, we peaceful out of here. settings. Peaceful, peaceful settings. Peaceful settings. Uh, happy, happy, happy pastures. Oh, we blues. miss you. <laughs> Text that girl that you like, throw that ass in the circle. You know what I'm saying? We out.